Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. So we continue our journey back through short-lived TV shows from the 1980s. Today we're going to look at Checking In. Checking In is probably going to be the TV series, the shortest TV series that we're going to be reviewing on this podcast. It had a an extremely short run. It was only on for four episodes. Now, Checking In was uh, a spinoff. You've seen the Jeffersons. Well, you know all about Florence, portrayed by Marla Gibbs. And this was a spinoff that Norman Lear created for her. The character of Florence was Florence had become really popular on the Jeffersons. And so he decided that spinning off the character would be not only a financially lucrative idea, but that would also be a good idea for Marla Gibbs herself. So if you remember from the end of the seventh season of the Jeffersons, the last episode was titled Florence's New Job. Florence meets Mr. Claymore, portrayed by John Anderson, who comes to visit the uh, visit George. And, you know, she's, he's checking out the go back and forth between George and Florence and he likes her style. He likes how independent and spunky she is and how she has such a quick wit. So he offers her a job as executive housekeeper at the St. Frederick Hotel. So of course Florence accepts the job. It was a two-part episode and it basically showed, you know, Florence accepting the job and kind of getting used to the job you know in the second part of the episode um i recall this was not like an hour-long episode the second part was shown the next week and it just showed her getting used to the job and you know kind of being discouraged about it and and maybe possibly quitting but then of course she decides to you know keep the job and um the series debuted officially on the 9th of April, 1981. Now, I had not seen... The series, of course, revolves around not only Florence's, you know, her new job, but her new life working at the hotel and, of course, her interactions with her co-workers. Now, the show co-starred Larry Linville, who was Lyle Block, her pompous, stuffy manager. Um, also, Liz Torres, who was Elena Beltran, Florence's assistant. Patrick Collins, who was Earl Bellamy. He was the not-too-bright house detective. Robert Costanzo was Hank Sub... 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 Sorry. Sub... I can't read my writing. I'm Because <laughs> I write everything down, you know. I'm very old school in that way. Uh, Sabatino. He was the handyman. And also, there was Ruth Brown, who portrayed Betty, the floor supervisor. And then also in the first episode, Jordan Gibbs portrayed Dennis the Bellboy. And of course, you would occasionally see, well, I think you really saw him, but you heard them talk about him a lot. John Anderson portrayed Mr. Claymore, who's the owner of the hotel. Now, I had not seen or thought about checking in in years. I watched the show during its very, very brief run on CBS because I was a big fan of Florence and I still am. And I thought it was really cool, you know, to have to show Florence having a life of her own, you know. She was going to be 
you know, being more than just George and Weezy's housekeeper, she was going to have a career of her own and a life of her own outside of the Jefferson. So I thought it was a really great idea. Um, there are only two episodes of checking in on YouTube, the very first episode and then the last episode. But having reconnected with it all of these years later, I really like it. You know, a lot of people have criticized it, slammed it, put it down. Um, a lot of people, for one thing, they don't like the theme song very much because a lot of people in the comments um, over on YouTube have said that um, the theme song sounds like the one day to time theme song, which it kind of does. I had forgotten about that because I hadn't heard the theme song in so long. Marla Gibbs sang the theme song. Of course, there were background singers as well. And it does have a one day at a time feel to it. But uh, the cast really was a good cast. They worked very well together. And it was a funny show. Um, I watched the fourth episode and the last episode the other night. This episode originally aired on April the 30th, 1981. By the way, the Florence's new job episode of the Jeffersons aired on just for di- just uh, to kind of put this out there. It originally aired on March the 29th, 1981. But I watched the final episode and I'm not going to give away what it's about because uh, you might want to watch it for yourself and I don't want to spoil it for you. But it was a very good episode. That's all I'll say. It was really good. It was really funny. Both episodes that I saw that are on YouTube were really funny. And like I said, the cast worked very well together. Um, Of course, a lot of you know Larry Linville from his five years on MASH. He was Frank Burns. And his character on Checking In was pretty similar to Frank Burns, not too different. But it was funny to see Lyle and Florence and their back and forths. You know, it was a lot like the dynamic between Florence and George. Because Lyle was a know-it-all. He was arrogant. He wanted to remind everybody that he was in charge. And Florence, of course, was too eager to knock him down a few pegs every chance that she got. Now, um, Hank was portrayed by, as I said, Robert Costanzo. A lot of you probably remember him as being Joey's dad on Friends. Uh, I remember him as being Salami's dad, however, on The White Shadow. Liz Torres, also, she, uh, who portrayed Elena, not only was she on All in the Family for a season, she was Teresa, Archie, and Edith's border, but she was also on Phyllis. She portrayed, in the first season, she was on Phyllis as well. They worked together. She was Phyllis's assistant. And Patrick Collins, who portrayed Earl, he was on, he was on, you know, he was actually in an episode of the Jeffersons, the, the episode where the, the white rabbit shot a guy on Halloween, or he was the killer rabbit. And he was also in an episode of the Jeffersons, and not the Jeffersons, I already said that, Good Times. And so he was definitely on TV a lot in the 70s and 80s. Last time I saw him was on a TV commercial, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Ruth Brown, um, for those of you who are big music fans like I am, she was a very popular singer in the 50s. She actually was known as being the queen of R&B. And she brought the pop stuff R&B pretty much to, you know, she, she changed R&B a little bit and brought a pop flavor to it. She recorded for Atlantic Records. And she was, like I said, very big in the 50s. Uh, one of her biggest hits was Mama, He Treats Your Daughter Mean. It's on YouTube, of course. You're definitely welcome to give it a listen. And, um, you know, it, it definitely was really fun to see her 
acting, you know, because I know at one point, I read this just a couple weeks ago, she was really struggling at one point. And Red Fox, I believe it was Red Fox, Red Red Fox or Flip Wilson, one of the two, stepped in to help her out. And they actually gave her money until she's able to, you know, find footing again. And this show was going to be good footing for her. But um, Ruth Brown, a legend in R&B music. And her being on the show was definitely a big plus. Jordan Gibbs, who portrayed the bellboy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, Marla Gibbs' son. And as for Mr. Clay, more portrayed by John Anderson, he was in everything. I mean, if you've watched TV at all, you've especially classic TV, you've seen John Anderson. I mean, he was in Bonanza, The Twilight Zone. MASH, The Incredible Hulk, The Rifleman, Perry Mason. He was all over the place. He was in hundreds of film and stage and TV productions throughout his career, which lasted for over four decades. He passed away in 1992. So again, they had a really good cast and they had a really good chemistry, actually. I think the chemistry amongst the cast was very good. And again, the show was funny. But why was it canceled after only four episodes? That's what I've always wondered, you know. So doing a deep dive into checking in, we researched it and found out that there was a writer's strike during this period or around this period back in 1981. You know, there had been an actor's strike the previous year and there was also a writer's strike to take place. And as a result, the writers that they had originally were they were on strike So they had to kind of scramble for material for the, for the show. I mean, they were, you know, the producers, you know, Norman Lear and everybody else who was involved in the show, they had to go and basically try and improvise, uh, ways to keep the show afloat during the writer's strike. And as a result, the writing, now, like I said, I've only seen two episodes, so I can't speak for the other two that aired. The two that I saw, I liked, but, um, the writing was definitely an issue. The writing could have definitely been better. It could have been more on the level of the Jeffersons, more on the level of other Norman Lear productions, like one day at a time. And that was definitely a problem, especially for it being a brand new show. The show was so new and for it not to have the writing team, that writing expertise that was needed was definitely problematic. And so, unfortunately, the show, did, did CBS decided to pull it, which I think they were a little hasty in that. I mean, they should have tried it on, I think it was on Wednesday nights, I believe, if I remember that correctly. Because like, so I watched the show back, you know, back in 1981. Um, I think it was on Wednesday nights. But what they should have done was, um, you know, maybe pulled it from the air, maybe for the rest of the season, maybe brought it back um, when the writing strike was over. Uh, they could have also put it on another night because if I recall Wednesday nights, um, the facts of life and different strokes were on Wednesday nights on NBC and it is enough. And Vegas were wrapping up over on ABC on Wednesday nights. So I don't think that was the best night to have it on. So they could have put it on another night, maybe had a really strong lead in show for it. So other things they could have done, I think they were premature in pulling it so soon. Now, how did Marla Gibbs feel about checking in? That's one thing that we wanted to know. How did she feel about the whole experience? 
Did she even want to do the spinoff? You know, did, did, did she regret it? You know, how did she feel? Marla Gibbs really had high hopes for the show. She liked doing it. She liked having her own show. She thought that, you know, it should have been given more time to catch on. It should have not been canceled so soon because of the fact that the writers were on strike. She thought that the writing and the strike was what really doomed the show, and I totally agree with her. But she thought that it should have been given longer time to be able to prove itself. So it's disappointing for her, not to mention the rest of the cast, when the show was canceled, just, I mean, just in the blink of an eye, literally. Fortunately, Marla Gibbs was a very smart woman. Before agreeing to do the spinoff, she told Norman Lear that she would do it, but if it did not last, that she wanted to be able to come back to the Jeffersons. And, of course, he readily agreed to it. You know, he always has had a good relationship with Marla Gibbs. We're still friends to this day. Marla Gibbs is in her 90s now. Norman Lear is 101. And they're still good friends. So, of course, he really, you know, wanted to please her. And he you know, was more than happy to honor her request. So when the show came to an end that fall, she went back to the Jeffersons. It was, as a lot of us remember, it came to light that the St. Frederick's Hotel uh, burned down. The St. Frederick, rather, hotel, no S the end, burned down and Florence needed her job back. They had hired, George and Wheezy had hired a brand new maid, Carmen, who was portrayed by Rosanna Christensen. I think that's her last name. Carmen, of course, was Puerto Rican. And, um, you know, she was trying to get used to being a housekeeper. And, you know, of course, George was irritated with everything that she did because he missed Florence. And because he always takes it to Florence to be a friend and vice versa. Of course, you know, he would never admit it out loud. Of course, you know, he did admit it out loud a couple years later, but that's for another time to get off into that. But uh, Carmen was really cute. And honestly, if checking in, it stayed on a while longer, it would have been fun to have seen how Carmen would have been on the Jeffersons. For example, there were no scenes between Carmen and the Willises, no scenes between Carmen and Mr. Bentley. And it would have been fun to see how she would have interacted with them. There was one interaction with Ralph, and that was pretty funny. But after uh, Ronald Gibbs went back to the Jefferson, Rosanna Christensen, again, if I'm not pronouncing her name correctly, I think it is Christensen. Um, I did not write it down, which was very dumb on my part, <laughs> but I do know her, I do know her first name is Rosanna. I remember that correctly. Uh, I know that for sure because after her time on the Jeffersons came to an end, shortly thereafter, she joined the cast of Dallas. She was their maid, Teresa, and she was on the show. I think it's what ended in 1991. Do you remember Miss Ellie and Sue Ellen and JR and all of them talking about Teresa? Well, that was Carmen from the Jeffersons. Funny enough, I remember a story in Soap Opera Digest back in the 80s where the producers of Dallas considered having Teresa and Bobby Ewing have a relationship, an affair, uh, because Bobby and Pam had broken up. And they thought about, you know, uh, having a storyline of Bobby and Teresa, which both actors were all for it. But the producers decided that, you know, they got cold feet. They didn't think that the audience would go for an interracial romance. So they decided to not pursue that, and they put Bobby back with Jenna Wade, who was portrayed by that, who was portrayed at that point by Priscilla Presley. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to rediscover checking in. A lot of people on YouTube did say that they wish the other two episodes were available. Hopefully they'll pop up sooner or later. 
But the two that I saw, especially the one I saw the other night, the last one had me in stitches. It was so funny. And uh, if you've ever seen Checking In or if you're a fan of the Jeffersons or a fan of Marley Gibbs or Larry Linville or however, whoever, <laughs> whoever, uh, give it a, you know, check out those two episodes that are available over there and um, just to see what you think. You might not agree with me at all, which I totally respect that. No need to agree with my opinions. But like I said, I wish that they'd given this show a little more time. Uh, it could have stayed on for a couple of years, I think. Probably if with really good, strong writers and a really good time slot, the show could, I think, could have, I think, been on for about about good four or five years, to be honest. Four years for sure. I see it having a four-season run. Me would have ended around 1985, and after that, well, then Marla Gibbs would have immediately jumped over to 227, like she did anyway, which made its debut on NBC in the fall of 1985. But, uh, yeah, I was excited to do an episode about checking in because, I, like I said, I had not thought of checking in, and I don't remember. I mean, of course, when you see those episodes of the Jeffersons with when Florence gets the new job, you remember checking in, you know, then if you watched it back then. But to actually have seen the actual show, heard the theme song again, it was definitely a nice trip back in time to fourth grade. And it was also fun to see these actors working together. Again, I love particularly seeing Larry Linville and Marla Gibbs work together. I like their chemistry and the chemistry of everybody else as well. Love seeing Ruth Brown, Liz Torres, and everybody else on checking in and it just like I said was a fun thing for me to do to get this episode together my sister not involved in this one um she was very intrigued to find out that Frank Burns was a part of the cast of checking in um she'll probably check out the episodes you know pretty you know soon since we did an episode on the show but I did this one by myself and uh, it has been something I'm looking forward to doing bringing it to you all as a part of our look at short-lived tv shows of the 1980s we'll have another short-lived another short-lived tv series from the 1980s coming up when we join get together again for two sisters in a tv actually I think uh, there's another episode. I just remembered this. There's another episode that we want to do before we resume our 1980s short-lived TV series. Not gonna uh, gonna keep a surprise as to what the episode is about, but we're gonna do another episode and then go back to the short-lived TV uh, series from the 80s. Time after next. So uh, join us for all of this uh, upcoming excitement on Two Sisters and a TV. Thank you for following us over on Spotify, for listening to us over on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to smash that follow button on Spotify and become one of our followers if you haven't done so already. Thank you for joining us today as we took a look back at Checking In. Again, we'll have another episode coming up either later this week, probably later this week, we're going to have this next episode. And then next week when we come back together, we'll join... Uh, We'll be uh, having a brand new short-lived TV show from the 80s featured because there's a couple more that we are going to do. I think we have like four or five more to go. So uh, we're looking forward to getting that one together. It's not quite done. It's not the reason why we're going to do another episode instead because we're a little behind with our next planned short-lived 80s series. So we are a little bit behind with that. So we have another show, another episode to bring to you while we get this uh, next one together. (sighs) 
Ah, I know that was a mouthful. <laughs> All of it very much planned out. But uh, yeah, it was a mouthful. Thank you again for joining us today and for your time as always. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you.